3: hour number two of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. It's Friday. It's September 15th. Bob Camp Kayla Laura with you up until noon today as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. That's right. It's a Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Visit them this weekend 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. The weekend specials pretty darn delicious here. Certified Angus beef tri-tip roast at $12.99 a pound. I think what I'm going going for as my favorite of the weekend, Von Hansen's own chicken parmesan at $5.99 a pound and 8-ounce chicken skewers, butcher blend, and rosemary garlic, two for $12. You can also check them out online at VonHansonsMeats.net. We'll have the $100 gift certificate available here soon. Uh, in addition to that, if you are today's winner, make sure you come with the weekend play. We're trying to keep our streak rolling. We're 2-0, and looking to go 3-0 and on the weekend. But first, let's reset the scene with today's poll questions before we dive back into uh the rest of the nfl slate before we make room for brian bluis pro football network to talk all things nfl props with us at 11:15. uh the kdos 1060.com poll question is what happened sunday in glendale cardinals plus four and a half giants minus four and a half and the masses yeah, i fun- forgot about the masses here real quick uh the kay. masses they are on the Giants side of things to the tune of actually there's been a massive switch here cardinals plus four and a half 52 percent of the vote giants 48 percent.
1: those people watched the giants last week <laughs> so there you go okay well actually let's just i don't have much to offer right now i'll just wait till the bottom of the hour you know roughly when we get to the answers here
3: Sounds good. When we'll get into the Twitter poll question at KDUS AM 1060, Bob had a conversation with Luke Jones, WNST.com, talking all things Ravens and their AFC North battle with the Cincinnati Bengals. Ravens plus three, Bengals minus three. Ravens continue to be out in front 57.1%, Bengals 42.9% of the vote.
1: Yeah, same thing here. I mean, we're kind of up against it this segment, so that's my fault because I talked too long on the one game last week with the last hour with the Packers. So I'll just wait until we get to the, the answer to the poll question again.
3: Sounds like a plan. Uh, Let's continue in with the NFL slate of games, and we'll talk about the Chargers and the Titans. Now, this is an interesting one here because obviously the Chargers are flying, uh, you know, out east to face the Titans. It's a Chargers minus three, Titans plus three, over under sitting at 45 and a half. Ryan Tannehill was pretty darn bad in week one. Questions on the Chargers, though. Austin Eckler, his injury is something to monitor. Joey Bosa, his injury is something to monitor. So, just kind of trying to figure out a coaching mismatch here, players' availability, and this particular matchup.
1: Definitely a coaching mismatch. I'll get the best number I can find with Tennessee. I think the best number is probably gone, and I blew that. But I'm going to try to you know see what I can do in the next uh, couple of days here. DeAndre Hopkins, we had to leave practice, or actually, I don't know if he was even at practice. Uh, but he was unavailable yesterday. Shockingly, Hopkins Hopkins missing practice, which I assume, uh, you know that you know that I assume that they knew that that was going to happen. That he's not going to practice no matter what. So there's the Tennessee side. But I guess it's Tennessee or nobody for me. Uh, you, know, the, you mentioned the, uh, the obviously the Eckler, and it looks like he's not going to play. It seems highly unlikely he's going to come back and play um so there's that there's that so i'm on tennessee or nobody here and most i'll be on tennessee just looking for the best number
3: when it comes to the uh chiefs and the jaguars here chiefs minus three and a half jags plus three and a half over under sitting at 51 and a half chris jones he's signed he's ready to go questions here are how many snaps for him in his first game action here. Uh, the other questions that I have, you know, one about Travis Kelsey's health, two the wide receiver situation for the Chiefs just some numbers about what took place in that previous Thursday contest for the Chiefs. Mahomes was 2 of 12 for 12 yards in the second half when he was targeting wide receivers I don't think that's going to happen again again. In addition to that for the Jaguars side of things uh, how is the health of Brandon Scher so uh for the jaguars in protection for trevor lawrence
1: yeah they've got two offensive linemen almost for sure going to be out uh looked in like the last half hour and i haven't seen anything official on this uh but i think their offensive line is not good to start with and if you got two starters out that's not good uh the kelsey thing apparently he's going to play i don't even think he was listed on the practice report yesterday so he was a you know a full participant uh, from what i heard and you know, I don't think he was even on the list, uh, but there's that. And uh, I, you know, he destroyed, he destroys almost every team, but he really destroyed Jacksonville when they played twice last year. Uh, so I'm on Kansas City here. If you can't get on Kansas City after, you know, one, if, you, if you jumped off the bandwagon after one game, and you, basically this is a kind of a sort of a pick em situation, not quite. But, uh, and I don't think that much of Jacksonville, which I've mentioned, I think they're overrated. So I'm definitely on Kansas City in this game.
3: Uh, When it comes to the 49ers and the Rams, this has kind of been bouncing around a bit here, but it seems to now be settling down. Uh, 49ers minus seven, Rams plus seven over under 44 and a half. Uh, Despite the Rams' great performance in week one, there is definitely a major talent gap here between these two squads. And then you just look at Shanahan. He has the all-time head-to-head matchup versus McVay. In the regular season
1: and that's when it was a level playing field most of those times with both teams being good you know the rams have eight new starters on defense they have 14 rookies on their 53-man roster i assume that that's the most in the nfl i'm not going to go through every roster and check that uh, the best thing that happened to me uh, as far as the rams last week is matthew stafford clearly is healthy and maybe we've forgotten maybe i've forgotten uh, that when he's healthy, there are a few people in the NFL that have played the last like ever, forever, that can make some of the throws that he actually makes, and he was making all those throws last week. Uh, Brock Purdy is he silenced his critics yet? I'm just curious. Uh, but uh, how many tight games does he have to have with two or more touchdowns? Uh, too many points for me to lay, but uh, I just don't, I'm not going to change my mind about the uh, Rams, which I thought was not good. They're, I didn't think they were good before this season. Obviously, I've already expressed my uh, apprehension of the Seahawks in the last hour. I think they may not be good at all this year and more like a 500 team. So, you know, that's just kind of a, my perspective there. and uh, maybe we'll, I think we'll learn more about the Rams actually this week than we did last week.
3: Uh, so for me, this 49ers, uh, game is part of a teaser that I have for this week. Cause yeah, I agree. Eight, eight and a half, seven, a little too many points to lay. So figured out how to fit that in with a teaser leg when it comes to the jets and the Cowboys jets plus nine and a half Cowboys minus nine and a half over under sitting at 38 and a half. Let's just go back for a second here about this Cowboys defense. Seven sacks, 12 quarterback hits, 10 tackles for a loss, and held the Giants to just 2.6 yards per play. Uh, You also have overall with Dan Quinn becoming the defensive coordinator for this Cowboys team, they have 70 takeaways, 102 sacks, 243 points off of turnovers. So obviously here the questions are, can this Jets offensive line hold up for Zach Wilson?
1: Well, that's the side, you know, that's one side. The other side is, who's actually playing for Dallas? Dalvin Cook, Tyler Smith, Zach Martin, all have missed practice time this week. In fact, none of them practiced yesterday. Uh, So, you know, I don't care what's going on with the Jets. I'm not laying any kind of points like that uh, when I don't have any idea who's playing offense for Dallas.
3: Uh, then you have the Commanders and the Broncos here. Commanders plus three and a half, Broncos minus three and a half, over under sitting at 39 and a half. Uh, Broncos offense in week one only had six drives, but they happened to rank sixth in offensive success rate in those six drives. Uh, can the Broncos defense here have a field day against Sam Howell? Can they play a little bit better?
1: Actually, I like this game under the total. Uh, you know, Chase Young apparently is going to play as of about like an hour ago. Uh, he's going to he's on a snap count, but he's going to play. That front seven's already really good. I don't think either. the uh, Certainly the Washington offensive line we talked about after they played the Cardinals. Actually, we talked about their offensive line not being good before they played the Cardinals. And it looked even worse than we thought. Uh, so I don't think we're going to get much there. And I'm not positive about the Denver offensive line, which we thought was better. Uh, So we'll see what's up with that. Um, So, you know, this game for me is just going to be a, uh, you know, hopefully a snoozer as far as the scoreboard goes.
3: (laughs) Uh, Then when we go to the Sunday night contest here, uh, you have the Dolphins minus three. Patriots plus three over under sitting at 46 and a half. Can this Patriots defense slow down a Dolphins offense that had 536 yards and 23 plays of 10 plus yards in week one? Uh, In addition to that, Tua is 4-0 in his career versus the Patriots. That's straight up and ATS. Uh, And I do have questions here. Can the Patriots run the ball against this Dolphins defensive line? But are there going to be any healthy offensive linemen for the Patriots?
1: well that's true but yeah Miami's uh defense couldn't stop the you know no matter who the running back was yeah, you know, for the Chargers I'm on New England in this game um I'm not buying the uh, one game you know you know explosion from Tua who I think is you know they're good and he's good and when he's healthy etc uh but we'll see what's up with that yeah I uh, did it there's just you know my philosophy there's no way i cannot go with new england in this particular game one other thing about miami uh teron armstead who we talk about every week for two years because of the problems he's also got some problems already he didn't play last week he didn't practice last week he's actually practiced some this week but they've listed back knee and ankle injuries we're two weeks into the season. He's already got back, knee, and ankle injuries, and unfortunately Armstead's a guy that whether whether he's in New Orleans or Miami, he's been hurt for a large majority of his career. Two weeks into the season. Back, knee, ankle.
3: Are you on the Patriots plus three or would you like three and a half?
1: Oh sure. You give me as many as I can get. <laughs>
3: For the Arizona Cardinals, uh, yesterday, the injury report was LJ Collier uh, with biceps not practicing for the second straight day. Josh Woods with an ankle not practicing for a second straight day. James Connor with his calf limited for a second straight day. We'll get into more about this contest when we answer today's poll question around 1130. Of course, the Cardinals are hosting the Giants Sunday, 105 p.m. on Fox It's time, though, to make room for Brian Blewis of Pro Football Network. He's going to talk with us about NFL props. We'll do that on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports.
0: Tune in weekdays to The Sports Zone with Bob Kemp from 9 to 10 a.m. on KTUS AM 1060, KTUS1060.com, and with the KTUS 1060
3: app. Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com. And with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, it's time to pop on out to the KDOS hotline for NFL prop discussion. We're joined by Brian Blewis as we are every week. Pro Football Network. Follow all of the work over at PFNBetting.com. Brian, Bob and Kayla with you on this Friday. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you
3: guys? We're doing well, Uh, certainly looking forward to week two and figuring out if we learned anything from week one. So let's first start there with a question just about how you approach things uh, in the prop market. You know, there's always overreaction Monday. There's always overreaction to week one. So how do you kind of, uh, I guess, balance all of that out with taking away some tangible data to say, hey, uh, these are things that I should look for and look into for week two?
2: Yeah, you don't want to overreact too much to what you saw in Week 1. I mean, it's a very small sample size, and these teams, these players are more rusty to start the season than ever because of the short and off season, the short and preseason, and your team can be more conservative than ever in the preseason. So you don't want to overreact too much. And uh, last night as a prime example, Dallas Goddard had his one target and zero catches in the Eagles uh, season over against New England last night. They made a concerted effort to get him
1: the ball, at least yet. six catches on seven targets uh, going over his top of about uh, four and a half. Yeah, I want. usually I start with uh, last night, but I want to go back to Monday night instead. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers injury, how does that alter your season-long approach of the Jets' offense, and are there some props involving the Jets that you're interested in this week at Dallas? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Obviously, the value of taking the, the overs for the skill position guys took a major hit when you go from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, but maybe not to the degree that uh, conventional wisdom would say. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously is a big name, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but he wasn't spectacular last season. So there's no guarantee we're going to see the MVP version of Rodgers this year anyway. For a while, a better, much better version of himself than Zach Wilson that we know. The gap might not be as big as we would have thought. But at the same time, maybe they're going to be a little bit more run-heavy now. I mean, the concern with Bree for the season was coming off of that ACL injury that he suffered last season. But he looks really good on uh, Monday night. So maybe this, maybe the this path he could take now. If these Jets players drop, is kind of uh, start hammering his overs.
3: Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra points. All right, so here locally, the Arizona Cardinals, they're hosting the New York Giants. The Cardinals had six sacks on the Commanders last week. The Giants uh, might have some injury questions on their offensive line heading into this contest. We know what Daniel Jones is capable of doing when he is rushing the ball as a quarterback. So how do we feel about him in an over rushing yards this week?
2: Yeah, it's at a 35 and a half right now. That's around where it was last week, I'm pretty sure, and their blowout loss against the Giants. But um, this one's a little trickier. I mean, he went over it last week, but they kind of had to use him in his legs. I mean, he had almost as many, pair, as many rushes as he did completions, but he's going again. No offense to um, your local audience out there, but a much worse defense than the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. So. Maybe don't have to use him as much on the ground and he'll have four times to throat. You know, like you said, the Cardinal pass rush was good last week, so I'll probably leave under here, if anything. And There's a juice on that right now, the under-drafting at a minus
1: 125. No no offense taken from the local fans. I'll speak yeah. for the local fans here. All right, uh, Anthony Richardson really caught my attention last week. He was accurate. I thought he made good decisions. I didn't exactly see those things very often when he was in Florida. So, any ideas of Richardson for this week against the Texans?
2: Yeah, the Texans' defense, I don't know if it looks more competent than we expected or the Ravens' offense a little worse than we expected in this new yeah. top offense, but they do have to Nico Ryan Ryans as their head coach, one of the best defensive minds in uh, the NFL, and they, pretty, they have much more talent outside of the ball than having years past. I Will Anderson, a couple of veteran pickups in free agency like uh, Jimmy Ward, but... In this one, I don't really know what the means here. I mean, his, his, his uh, touchdown probably was one and a half. Of the under is sure. at minus 238. So, it's definitely going be a stay away for me. But maybe this week they make an effort to have him take less hits. I mean, we all saw that uh, at the end of the game he took last week in garbage time. The guy didn't learn how to fly. There's only week one. And they're still down two scores at that point. So, But, I'm really staying away from taking any of this passing process weekend on the road against Texas defense might be better than expected.
3: Jordan Love, you know, he had a big game there against the Bears. Oftentimes, though, receivers that he hit were running wide open. You have the uh, questions, though, about Christian Watson. You have the questions about Aaron Jones here. So when you try to put all of that together, what do we make about Jordan Love and his numbers? And on the flip side of this with the Falcons, one, can they get the ball to Drake London? And two, we know what Bijan Robinson is capable of doing out of the backfield, but how about him and 17 and a half reception yards?
2: Yeah, for me personally, I'm going to avoid taking any props from Arthur Smith's go-position guy. You just never know with the Falcons. You never know their usage, who's going to get the ball, how much they're going to throw. And I think this week is going to be a great example of that. They're going at the Packers' defense. that was terrible against the run last year. And the Falcons are one of the best rushing offense in of the NFL. I'm not expecting Jordan Love to have after the day last week, even though I do am pretty high on him, relatively speaking. Going into much better defense than the Falcons and the Bears last week, who were pretty dreadful I would say they least. And he uh, would be missing possibly both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, the two best players on offense. So, in this one, I think the Falcons keep the ball out of their hands and uh, leave the clock and run all over
1: them. Yeah, the Detroit Lions running back situation. I know we touched on this a little bit last week after the Thursday night game, but Montgomery got the short yardage in fourth quarter work. Uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs, dynamic when given the opportunity. How do you try to negotiate the Lions' running back situation against the Seattle defense, which may not be very good?
2: Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not very good, and they might have been a little bit of a fluke last year. I mean, the Seahawks were one team that I was high on going into this season, but I don't want to overreact too much to week one, but that's not starting to look good already. With uh, this running back situation, Detroit, I still just I think this is still up in the air to use this for Jameer Gives at the moment. I mean as you saw last week and I'm not sure if we have enough strong enough indicating to get the ball more for me to feel comfortable taking take any of his props. But last week in the third end of season opener had on David Montgomery to score a touchdown because I figured he was replacing Jamal Williams in that role and there's seventeen rush touchdowns up for grabs. So I say any prop involving the running back, I'll just run it back to David Montgomery at um, minus 110.
3: Brian Blue is pro football network pfnbetting.com right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point for the Bengals. uh, They have this matchup upcoming against the Ravens who have significant injuries including injuries in the secondary here. I think it's fair to say that we're not really sure just how healthy Joe Burrow is with that calf injury. We also know that they struggled mightily as an offensive line uh, trying to block the Browns. The Browns is not the same as the Ravens though heading into this contest. So do we hop back on Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or Tyler Boyd here with some reception props?
2: Yeah, I like this spot for the Bengals this week for them to bounce back after last week. I mean, I picked the Browns to win back. I picked the Browns with Fred last week. They dominated. That was never really in doubt. But I think they'll have much better luck this week against uh, a Ravens defense, like you said, has some key injuries in the secondary. And their pass rush is significantly worse than the Browns' pass rush. I mean... The Ravens were so thin at edge rusher that they signed Jadion Clowney in the off-season. So I think the Bengals, even though they struggled against this defense last year, but they're going to be about Marlon Humphrey still and no Marcus Williams. I think they'll have on March Saturday during the football. And uh, I don't know the weather forecast at the moment, but if, uh, if, if it's not unlike uh, last week where there's a ton of rain, I think uh, they'll have about that performance and uh, just sort of chalk up last week's rush, the weather, and going against really good defense.
1: D.J. Moore, uh, two targets last week in his first game with the Bears. Does the market present uh, as an opportunity this week? Uh, yeah, They're at Tampa, and Tampa, did their pass defense last week in Minnesota was not good. It's not,
2: it wasn't good, and D.J. Moore's prop is really low at only 425 yards of the draft team. But Justin Fields isn't Kirk Cousins as a passer, and they're not going to throw the ball as much. buy low on any of these uh, receiving props for the Bears because I'm still not fully totally in on their passing offense. There's just too much risk for me in that
3: Brian Blewis, Pro Football Network, pfnbetting.com here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, So you have to think that the Bills are going to play better than they did on Monday night. They are the more talented squad against the Raiders who are coming into town. Uh, You know, if you get out to a big lead, this theory potentially goes out the window, but for the Raiders maybe there's a heavier dose of Josh Jacobs here to try and control the clock and there was some success that the Jets had in week one rushing on the Bills defense and flip side of that here with josh allen trying to get the ball to stefan Giggs or gabe davis you know taking advantage of that raider secondary
2: yeah i think this would be i think the bills are going to bounce back this week against the raiders i mean not just win but i think they'll cover as well they josh allen and the bills historically they either lose really close games or blow teams out pretty much in these wins they only really win these close games they usually don't play down to the competition for the most part so if you believe in this Bills team, yeah, this, is your, this should be the game where you start backing them and taking over some of these player props because this is a good right spot
1: for them, for sure. I want to jump back to the Packers for a minute. If Watson is out for a second straight game, does does uh, Romeo Dobbs have value at Atlanta?
2: He could. I mean, his line his is pretty low at 38.5. So he might be that next guy up. But it's kind of like a pick of kind of the cost of him and Jaden Reed. I mean, they have the exact same yardage prop right now, thirty eight and a half yards. And I don't really I don't really even have any data to go one guy over the other after just one week. So one of those yeah. guys should hit, it's just a matter of picking which guy and picking the right guy.
3: Uh, when it comes to the question marks for this Chargers squad, Joey Bosa on defense, Austin Eckler on offense. But if Eckler can't play, or even if he can in a limited capacity, here is there some consideration with Joshua Kelly uh, getting some carries and getting some yards on the ground?
2: I would probably, I would probably stay away. If anything, it's because I think the way the Texas tightens defense is through the air, and you still have, and you have Justin Herbert, and you have all your wide receivers healthy, so. That's still the backbone of this team and the strength of this team, especially on offense. So, I'll probably lean more towards just passing or receiving props over rushing because it should also be a close game, too. Mike Rabel and Titans are really good as underdogs, especially at home. And not even the spread, but straight up. So, I think it's going to be a close one. And the Chargers, one of them on the Catholic Titans defense, is going to be through the air.
1: You know, last up for me. Uh, let's go to Monday night. Uh, one of the two games on Monday night. Kenny Pickett, Mister Preseason, uh, was awful in Week One against the Forty ers They lost to Jante Johnson. The injury in that game. He's definitely not playing at least this week. Uh, might we look to go under in some of the Pittsburgh props uh, on Monday night against the Browns? Yeah,
2: the only issue of going under is that you'd be buying. Is that uh to kind of be selling high, if you will, because. They coming up that terrible performance last week against the 49ers, and that's in the back of everybody's minds. I mean, it's it's crazy. NFL this time last week, we're probably talking up the first year's offense based on what we saw in the preseason, but then it completely one eighty in the narrative already after just one game. So if, if they had no, if they had a more favorable matchup, maybe that would be the right call to actually buy low. But they're going into the Browns defense but it with the best last week minus the Cowboys. So it's really I wouldn't want to sell too low, but I don't really see a, like, a great buying opportunity here
3: either. Uh, you know, are there a couple of plays here that you like? Anytime touchdown score, somebody with passing yards, somebody with rushing yards or receiving yards that we haven't talked about that you've uh, identified that you really like for this weekend?
2: Yeah, I um, think the 49ers are going to roll with um, Brock Purdy really impressed me last week with his first game coming off of uh, a UCL injury on the road at 6. In the LA Rams defense that outside of Aaron Donald, I'm not sure you can name more than two guys on that defense. And his offense around is pretty healthy right now, especially the skill position players. And he looked as sharp as ever, and his line is only at uh, 337 and a half right now. And I think this might be, I think the 49ers will win, and they could easily cover, but I'm to be a blowout necessarily because the Rams offense feels really good even that super cup. So maybe look at some Brock Purdy pops if anything.
3: Brian, as always, we appreciate your time. We look forward to catching up with you uh, next Friday and do it all over again. Thank you, guys. Once again, he is Brian Blueis there with Pro Football Network and follow all of their work over at pfnbetting.com. Uh when it comes to what we're doing here in the extra point Friday spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, it is time. Caller number 3, you are the winner. 602-260-1060 is the number. 602-260-1060, you win the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits and also make sure you come with your bet in mind for the weekend uh, because we're trying to go 3-0 and and all of our winnings will be going to charity at season's end. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Certified Angus Tri-Tip Roast at $12.99 a pound. Von Hansen's Own Chicken Parmesan at $5.99 a pound. 8-ounce Chicken Skewers Butcher Blend and Rosemary Garlic 2 for $12. That's over at 2390 North Alma School in Chandler. Visit their website vonhansensmeats.net Call or 3-602-260-1060 We will We'll also get into the poll questions, which is a dive into the Arizona Cardinals and the Giants game, in addition to the Ravens and the Bengals contest. We'll do that on the other side of the break. It is the extra point here on KDUS AM 1060.
2: We'll do what's best for the team and we'll do what's best for you.
0: The Rich Eisen Show coming to you weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com.
3: AM 1060 as always follow along with us online at kdos1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports as a reminder here if you haven't already downloaded that KDOS 1060 app I suggest you do, because right now when you register, you have the opportunity to follow along with the options available for listener rewards, and right now there's $100 up for grabs, courtesy of Superbook Sports. In addition to that, we have our winner of the Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits gift card, and the bet that we're all collectively rooting for this week, which coincides with today's poll question here at kdos1060.com. We are all collectively rooting here for cardinals plus four and a half courtesy of our winner of today's 100 hundred dollar gift certificate devon hansen's meats and spirits but let's dive into it now with the kdos 1060.com poll question here what happens sunday in glendale cardinals plus four and a half or giants minus four and a half
1: um, not going to bet this, but uh, I would be on the other side of the caller. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I'm wrong, I guess, because like I said, I'm not betting on it. So we're not going to lose any financial fortune here or anything on this. Uh, but uh, I just can't take the Cardinals against anybody until I see a lot more from both, you know, both teams. Uh, the, the Giants, I think the case against the Giants is what's their mindset coming into this? Not necessarily because they lost by 100 points last week. But because you know two of their best players, arguably two of their three best players, are uh, you know iffy as far as injuries go. Andrew Thomas, of course, and uh, the left tackle and Darren Waller. And remember, they have a short week next week. They're actually staying in the in the in the West. I don't know if they're staying here or they're going to uh, to uh, San Francisco. But they play next Thursday night at San Francisco. So if there is any kind of questionable status, game time for Thomas in walk and uh, Waller, I'm guessing that they might wait because it's a short week and so forth. Uh, so throw those things out. As far as a betting preference, I'm actually really surprised. You know, I wasn't surprised this number started low. There was like 38s out there early in the week. Uh, there's a couple of 39 and a halfs, and if they get to 40, uh, I'm going to be very tempted to bet this game under the total as far as just an actual bet.
3: Yeah. So let me just start with this here. Going back to last Sunday night. uh, No, this is according to an athletic tweet. No team has ever lost, lost forty to nothing or worse. Lost the sack battle seven nothing or worse. Lost the turnover battle three nothing or worse. Had a blocked field goal returned for a touchdown. Threw a pick six in the same season. All of those things happened for the Giants in one game last Sunday night. So talk about not
1: not, not good,
3: (laughs) right? Talk about historically bad performance. And I'd have to think that we're not going to get that two weeks in a row. Um, questions for me on the giant side of things here obviously you have the offensive si- offensive line uh with andrew thomas and what his availability is we saw the struggles that they had being able to block the cowboys defensive front here um you know what sort of adjustments are they going to make in addition to uh that cowboys defensive front is really 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 good uh on top of that here Saquon, he will certainly have some opportunities. We know what Daniel Jones is capable of doing when he's scrambling. He also, I would have to think, would be in a position to be able to test our secondary here. So just kind of curious to see how all of that is going to unfold. Um, from the secondary standpoint of the Giants here, we don't know how that young secondary is really going to hold up. They weren't really given uh, an opportunity to be tested. When you look at what the Cardinals did in week one, they didn't really push the ball down the field. So we don't know if they're uh going to try to implement that more into the game plan. Obviously, explosive plays was a theme of the week for the Cardinals in conversation and what they were asked about. So can they get the ball down the field and try to test that giant secondary here? Obviously we know what Wink Martindale is capable of doing as a defensive coordinator how he's disguising lots of things, he's bringing the pressure, he's trying to overload you, uh, and he keeps those young guys uh, on an island here. So can the Cardinals get the ball in the playmakers' hands? We have talked about it all week long that we do think the Cardinals have some playmakers here uh, that once they do get the ball in space have some opportunities ahead of them. So how does this all unfold? I do think that when we look at what the Giants accomplished last year, it was a little bit Uh, They overperformed and making the playoffs. And so what are the expectations for this season? And then you kind of have to throw out, I think, week one for them them because 40 to nothing, like I said, that was a historically bad performance. I can't see it happening once again. I have questions here on just the Cardinals side of the ball, being able to move it, being able to get those chunk plays, be able to kind of put pressure on the Giants' defense. And then conversely here, you know, are they going to be able to get that pressure? I was impressed with them kind of mixing up some different defensive looks against the commanders. I imagine that they're going to continue to do that as well to try to help protect their secondary. In all, though, uh, to your point, until we kind of see it happen for real, it's hard to go all in on on that right now. So I would lean in the direction of Giants minus four and a half. But since the the caller is on Cardinals plus four and a half, let's go Cardinals plus four and a half. OK,
1: there you go. We root for that. Uh, just to add one more thing, you know, we got bad offensive line again. Uh, we had a, two bad offensive lines last week when the Cardinals played in Washington, and especially if Thomas is out. I think you can, again, uh, you know, que- one of the questions about the Giants, even when he was playing and healthy and really good last season and when they were winning, is whether their offensive line was that good anyway at that time. So it's really hard for any team when they have a bad offensive line when they have to chase points because they have to protect their passer and uh, they can't. Uh, so whoever gets ahead in this game, I think, should be in. Pretty good shape to some extent. Once again, I'm hoping it's a very low-scoring game. So, uh, you know, especially if this total hits 40 at some point, and I'll be on the under 40. I might even be on the under 39 and a half for a little bit, but I would expect a low-scoring game. And um, I'm hoping for a snooze fest in Glendale
3: a uh, couple of other things I guess that just kind of popped into my head about low scoring games so you'd have to think that uh, place kickers might be active because uh, obviously we saw that last week for for the Cardinals here getting the ball into field goal range unable to punch it in for an offensive touchdown here so hopefully that trend doesn't continue they're able to get some red zone opportunities and punch them in for six but if it does become a, you know, a field goal type game uh, I did notice that the Giants Graham Gonneau was popping up on the injury report this week with an ankle he was limited both days not sure what the designation for today was and then in addition to that i saw earlier this week that the cardinals brought in uh, a long snapper uh, for a tryout
1: not good Uh, and uh, that kind of makes me wonder about the uh, my total because nothing screws up under bets more whether it's college or pro football than special teams gaffes and points on special teams
3: The masses, though, they're also on the Cardinals, plus 4.5 at 53% of the vote. Giants, minus 4.5 at 47%. This is uh, KDOS1060.com's poll question. Once again, the game is Sunday from State Farm Stadium, 105 kickoff on Fox. Let's toss it on over to Twitter at KDOSAM1060. Bob in the nine o'clock hour had a chat with Luke Jones, WNST.com, chatting all things Baltimore Ravens as they are in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. So who do you have Sunday in Cincinnati? Ravens plus three or the Bengals minus three? I'm sure if you're a Ravens fan, you're sitting here thinking to yourself, at some point can we play Cincinnati without a plethora of injuries? Like at some yeah. point can we have a healthy roster? Uh, at key positions go in and take the, take on this Cincinnati team. Questions whether or not Mark Andrews will play. Uh, they do have Lamar Jackson, but obviously it's going to be a different looking running back situation. You still have The Todd Munkin uh, offensive coordinator, how is it going to look conversation? Because I think it was fair to say that it was a little slow and and maybe a sluggish performance there against Houston. So, you know, it's going to take some time for everybody to gel. They didn't have that preseason work. So just how is that all going to unfold? Uh, Then when it comes to the Bengals side of things here, uh, Joe Burrow, I'm I'm curious to know how healthy he is with that calf injury. I know he's healthy enough to be playing, but does that mean he is 100%? So just kind of curious to note uh, about his mobility that he does have if that offensive line is unable to protect him. Uh, again, it's been pointed out multiple times today, though, that the uh, Ravens' defensive front is not the same as the Browns' defensive front. So I think from a confusion standpoint, the Bengals should be able to protect Browns' Burrow A little bit better. I can't think that he's going to just throw the ball for 87 yards once again. So I am going to go here, Bengals minus three.
1: Yeah, I'm on the Bengals too. I actually am on the Bengals at a better number than three uh, earlier in the week. So uh, I'm not that concerned about Burrow's mobility. I didn't see anything wrong with that. He just he had no time to do anything, uh, and I just don't think that the Ravens have enough healthy players. Uh, especially the offensive line and the defensive backfield uh, to present a real uh, equitable challenge uh, in this game against the Bengals. And I think the Bengals are too good to go zero and two to start the season.
3: Plus, I mean, you, know, you can't say that though this is going to be the reason they win the game. But you know, it has to be in the back of their mind here that uh, you don't want to start zero and two to start the season, but you also don't want to start zero and two in the division.
1: That's a good point. And one other quick thing, Lamar has not had a good history against blitzes, and the Bengals are going to blitz. They may not have to blitz with the offensive issues uh, that they have in the offensive line, but if they have to, they're certainly uh, not uh, passive in their blitz approach if they have to get to the quarterback.
3: Uh, The Ravens continue to be out in front according to the masses at 57.1% of the vote Bengals minus three at 42.9%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. So in disagreement with us today.
1: Well, damn them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We'll wrap. Hopefully they're they're wrong. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because you have something on this one. Uh, I, I know that a lot of people's assumptions as well is, be under in this particular contest. Maybe that's i understand a, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of different ways you could go with this particular contest uh from Cincinnati on Sunday. But we wrap up this edition of Extra Point on the other side of the break. The Diamondbacks, they lost 11 to 1 to the Mets yesterday afternoon with Merrill Kelly on the mound. Senga for the Mets had another dominating performance against the Diamondbacks as he went six innings, two hits, no runs, two walks, and 10 strikeouts. The D backs will be back at it today in a three game series against the Cubs. So we'll certainly get into a little bit about that and wrap up this edition of Extra Point next.
0: Carving out time in your afternoon for the Doug Gottlieb Show right here on KDUS AM 1060, 100.7 HD2, and KDUS1060.com. Weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m.
3: Meats and Spirits edition of Extra Point. Once again, check them out. 2390 North, Alma School Road in Chandler. And for the weekend special, certified Angus tri-tip roast, $12.99 a pound. Von Hansen's own chicken parmesan at $5.99 a pound. And the 8-ounce chicken skewers, butcher blend, and rosemary garlic options, two for $12. VonHansensMeats.net. And our winner of the $100 gift certificate is on Cardinals, plus four and a half. Uh, Bob, it's thank you time, though.
1: As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else slipped through the cracks. Also, our guest today, a Ravens update with Luke Jones from WNST in Baltimore. A lot of that injury related, unfortunately. And also, our weekly uh, prop bet update with Brian Lewis of Pro Football Network. Monday at 9.15... Kayla, I think the plan is gonna to try to be uh, Steelers and Browns preview for Monday night. So just to give you a heads up on that, which I should have told you before. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, nothing like a public declaration there. That's I think I said I think that's gonna be the plan. <laughs> uh Sound of Day, Courtesy of Fox, CBS, Bally Sports Arizona, WSCR in Chicago, the Cubs flagship. Amazon Prime Video with Al Michaels. Uh, ESPN. Also special thanks as always to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron and Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next.
3: That's right. Up next from noon to one o'clock it is Map Radio Network followed by the Doug Gottlieb show from one to three, the Rich Eisen show from three to five and the sports with Dave Rooster-Beerstein from five to six. Uh, for you on Saturday we have NAU versus Utah Tech that'll be a pregame at noon, kickoff at one and our Sunday slate of action is going to be Raiders at the Bills pregame at 9.30, kickoff off at 10 you have the no huddle pregame show from 8 to 9 30 leading into that contest as always kdos 1060.com click on the live sports to find out what we have coming up for you uh, it looks like here according to head coach andy reed of the chiefs that uh tight end travis kelsey and chris jones will make their season debut sunday in jacksonville so that has uh, come directly from andy reed
1: that's a good source. You and and, and to, to my recollection, we can believe what he says about injuries.
3: Also, I believe that, no, it was three and a half when we talked about it, wasn't it? I think it was. It was three earlier in the week. I was going to see if the line had moved at all with that information, but it's currently three and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, 51 and a half over under Uh, the Diamondbacks in the wild card race here. This is how things currently stand. Phillies, 79 and 67, Cubs, 78 and 69, Giants, 75 and 71. And it's a log jam here. The Diamondbacks, 76 and 72, the Reds, 76 and 72, and the Marlins sitting at 75 and 75 with the D-backs. Hosting the Cubs for three games. Today it's going. And then the
1: Giants for two.
3: Correct. Justin Steele, Brandon fought in tonight's contest. As always, thanks for listening. Friday Spread brought to you by Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Enjoy the weekend of action, and we'll talk to you with the Sports Zone starting things off on Monday at 9 a.m.